And now, enjoy this free JZO Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Mythbits. You made an excellent choice. Greetings, everyone. G'day from Australia again. I'm back. This is Tim back on the podcast. I uh, just wanted to say thank you so much to Steph for taking on episode 188 of the World of Myth Bits. Um, so wonderful that uh, that you could step up uh, and uh, and fill in for me while I'm gaining my confidence. Yes, so this is episode 189 of the World of Myth Bits uh, podcast for the World of Myth magazine. And I'm sure that all of you are very much aware of the happenings uh, of early September um, of the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. And I understand that she wasn't the monarch for the entire world. Although uh, sometimes it did feel like uh, she certainly had echoes, she certainly had um, effects uh, and influence um, seemingly everywhere, uh, and there there was uh, there was a lot of interest um, throughout America, um, yeah, all all sorts of corners of the world. So I just wanted to take this uh, this moment before I kick off officially with episode 189 uh, of the World of Mythbits, um, just taking an opportunity to have a minute's silence for the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. Thank you. Thank you for that, everyone. Um, yeah, the, the theme uh, for this episode, episode 189, uh, I wanted to actually look at endings uh, and beginnings and the importance of that and coming back to Queen Elizabeth II uh, and a 70-year uh, a reign over the, um, the British monarchy, I think is incredible um and then for her son charles the third to step in straight away september the 8th uh he was made king of um of the commonwealth australia being a part of that commonwealth canada being a part of that commonwealth 
Um, so many others. I just did a um a quick uh, search online to find out what Commonwealth countries there still are. What um I know that the um the um the realm the British or the Commonwealth realm was uh huge um during a uh, a period of time uh back in history where it included places like India and uh, and that sort of thing it was uh it was ginormous it was massive and just looking now at um what places have become republic have become independent of the commonwealth um just looking at the most recent Commonwealth Games uh, and seeing all of the countries, all of the teams that are sort of marching through, um, yeah, it's it's fascinating to see um, see who's included in the Commonwealth, who's still able to compete. It's uh, yeah, it's a, a real eye opener, a real surprise. Um, I have been over in the UK. Uh, about twenty odd years ago, I uh, I took a trip over and uh, and saw uh, quite a lot of the um, a lot of England. Uh, made my way up by train to um, to Scotland for uh, for a little bit. Uh, took the Ulysses ferry over to Ireland uh, and caught up with some family that I've got over there, which was uh, wonderful. It was a bit of a whirlwind weekend. I could have stayed much much longer in Ireland, and I know. Um, one day, my wife and I want to take a trip over to Ireland and actually see it properly. I think will be uh, will be an incredible experience. Um, also, making my way over to Wales, I didn't want to miss out on Wales either. Some beautiful people there, some amazing country, uh, so much to see. And what blows my mind every time I think about it is the history uh, of uh, of that area. One of the things that I wanted to do when I was over there, um, my favourite author of all time, Sir Terry Pratchett, was actually still alive, not well. Uh, obviously, um, he uh, he had been suffering from uh, from the frustrations and the um, the um, dilapidation of uh, Alzheimer's. Uh, for uh, for a little while, um, when I did eventually get over to the UK and did eventually leave Australia and uh, and start to do some travelling, um, try as I might to uh, to meet the man in a pub to buy him a pint and thank him for the laughs, thank him for the insight, thank him for um, the way that he poked fun at humanity in such a way that we could uh, we could all enjoy. Um, and some of us could understand, I think, uh, an incredibly clever man. And I mean, you see some of the stuff that, um, that he's done with Neil Gaiman, uh, Good Omens, some of the stuff that he's done with, uh, Stephen Baxter, um, the, um, the Long Earth and the Long Mars and the, the science fiction type stuff. Um, the, the story that he wrote when he was only 14, The Carpet People, that uh, that he decided, hey, I'm going to write a book and I'm going to publish a book um, in my early teenage years. And then 30 odd years on, I'm going to go back to that book and realize that that was the wrong book from the very beginning. Uh, and to completely um, over, overrule all of these young 
teenage ideas that he had about fantasy and about what made a great story and what made a great book and what um what it meant to be human i think uh was uh incredibly clever and uh incredibly fascinating i'd uh, i'd love to have been able to read the original book and then compare it with uh with what came out those 30 odd years later and i uh, i do re- recall i do remember a uh, quote that he uh, he put in there in the um in the intro saying that the best person to co-write a story with is your far, far younger self. Because for one, you kind of know the person, you know the story and, uh, and that sort of thing, but also you don't have to share the royalties. I think that, uh, that in itself was genius. That, uh, that was very, very brilliant. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, I never got that opportunity to, to meet my hero, uh, to meet my favorite author, um, and I'm a, a little green, I'm a little jealous, um, when I hear stories, uh, about people that did get that opportunity. Um, but I'm also glad that, uh, that the, the man behind the name proved to be, uh, as humble as, um, we thought or I thought that, uh, that he would be, um, as clever, but as supportive as, and, and as encouraging as, uh, as I was kind of hoping that he would be. Um, so every time I do have a pint, I, uh, I think of Sir Terry Pratchett. Um, and yeah, the, um, there is is one ending un- unfortunately um we won't get any new books new stories from pratchett um and we haven't for uh, for quite some time that was my 13th birthday i got the color of magic and uh, my teenage self giggled till tears ran down my uh my cheeks the uh, the concept of the um the turtles swimming through space, looking for a mate, and the scientists coming up with uh, the fact that that was the Big Bang Theory. So uh, hopefully for you younger listeners, that's gone completely over your head. Uh, and for you older listeners, you've, uh, you've got as much a chuckle out of that sort of concept uh, as I did uh, and still do. I think the man is an absolute genius. Um, but that's one ending, unfortunately. Uh, and of course, the um, the ending of Queen Elizabeth II and a uh, a seventy year reign over the Commonwealth um, for uh, King Charles III to step immediately into the role of king. Of course, it's the Queen is dead. Long live the King. It's uh yeah, it's a a, a fascinating concept that they're they're. Uh, must be somebody on the throne, somebody uh, in that role. Um, I have neglected to uh, to look at um, housekeeping. I uh, I did check in with with Dave before recording, uh, and Dave's given me the all clear. Nothing to report. No housekeeping. It's been a uh, a little bit of a quiet week this week. 
but I did touch base with Steph and um, Steph had a few things that she wanted me to cover off on. So just quickly coming back to um, do, 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 Steph's message. And speaking of Steph too, I just wanted to thank you Steph very much for tackling the review episode. Uh, I'm getting my courage up. But also, um, Steph's episode uh, of Looper's Bits, that's the other podcast that Steph does, or Steph's probably got a number of different podcasts, but that's another one that I'm aware of. Um, And Looper's Bits did link back to um, episode 187 of the World of Myth Bits that I recorded, uh, talking about self-marketing. Uh, and how to do it, and the importance to do it, of um, of doing it. Um, the podcast that uh, that Steph put together was actually a real fascinating listen um, about getting out there to farmers markets, getting your your face out there, your name out there. Um, you are the only one really who knows your story and is the most passionate about your story or your books or your whatever it is that you're, you're trying to sell. You're selling yourself, uh, but you're also selling that passion that you have for the story that you've told, the, um, the book that's been created. Sure, the publishers, like if you haven't self-published, sure, um, the company that has published for you and with you have a bit of an idea of, um, of what it's all about, but you personally are the one that is so invested uh, in that story, or those books, or um, the the name, or the the passion that you have for uh, for becoming a well known author, getting your name out there. Um, yeah. So if you haven't had a listen yet, make sure that you uh, you tune in to Looper's Bits. Check it out on your favourite uh, podcast app. Um, yeah, and give it a listen. There um, there was even a mention about the very hungry caterpillar, uh, one of my favourite children's books. So yeah, make sure that you check that out. But for uh, for Steph, just wanted to stress that the next edition, the October edition of the World of Myth magazine, uh, of course, is going to be the October one is going to be the Halloween issue. So if you've got any haunting stories, um, pumpkin stories, um, something with a bit of fun, something for, uh, to sort of put a chill down your spine. Um, make sure that you get that in each month, uh, on or before the 15th of September. I've just realized that by the time this goes out, the 15th of September will have been and gone. Oh, no, sorry. No, my mistake. So, the 15th of October for the publication, of course, at the end of October, um, which will tie in very nicely and very neatly um, with Halloween, of course. So, uh, please make sure that you get those submissions in. Make sure that uh, as much as you can, that you theme them around Halloween and theme them around October. Um and uh, the season of fall or the season of autumn, uh, of course. 
Um, we are in spring at the moment, and as I'm recording this uh, down under, down in my kitchen, um, there is a spring storm. We have grey clouds everywhere, and the rain is pelting down, and my son and my daughters are going to hate that, because my son loves going out and playing basketball at um, break times at, at high school, uh, and my daughters, um, there's not a lot of shelter uh, for the kids um, and they don't, the teachers don't tend to open the classrooms up for them to, uh, to spend their time in the classrooms. So um, hopefully everything's good. Hopefully it's all good. And hopefully I won't have three drowned rats to pick up uh, this afternoon when school is over. Um, so yes, make sure that you, uh, you try and get your stories in uh, ASAP before that 15th of October cutoff. And as much as you can, please theme them around that Halloween theme uh, around the um, the season and uh, around that special day um, and uh, yeah hopefully um, I will have the opportunity to review all of your amazing stories uh, and poems and artwork um, I, uh, I'm doing the best I can to try and get as many podcasts in for um, the world of myth bits uh, as I possibly can and uh, the way that Steph has managed to step in and review the September magazine has really inspired me uh, and really shown me uh, that it should be possible. So uh, keen as to give it a crack, definitely. Uh, just wanted you all to be aware as well. I don't know if you saw the, um, the Facebook message that, uh, that came out, the post that came out from Dave about Unwelcomed. Tales of Hauntings and Possessions. Um, just to inform you that uh, as of listening to this podcast, um, as of me recording this podcast, that is definitely now closed. There, um, So if you have your possession uh, and haunting stories uh, that you're still working on, maybe save them for the um, October edition of the magazine unfortunately they won't be able to make it in to that anthology thank you so much to everybody who uh, who has got submissions in for that though on time i'm sure that steph is having a wonderful time uh, as uh, as of now scrawling through the tales of terror um i for one have put the uh, a submission in and i'm hoping fingers crossed that uh that it makes it into the anthology uh i am uh, i'm keen as keen as to uh to read all the stories and uh get the torch out uh in the dark and sort of flick my way through um also another thing that steph's asked me to um mention as well is uh, seeing if we can get as many people as possible to jump on to MythMart, the um, the sales platform for Dark Myth publications. There's plenty of stories there, plenty of like plenty of books you can buy, uh, plenty of comics that you can get. Um, also, there's the range of T-shirts uh, and also the calendar. Um, lots and lots and lots to look at. Uh, lots and lots to buy. So with your hard-earned cash, why not um, pop online, check out the site, 
um, and invest in this uh, this wonderful indie publisher and uh, the great um, material the, that they've got. Our uh, yeah, our stories. Um, yeah, lots um, lots uh, lots to check out there. Uh, one thing in particular that Steph wanted me to um, to mention as well is um, the It's a Trap t-shirts, I believe, are on special. You can actually jump online now um, using the, um, the special code CAT10. I reckon you can get a discount for, um, for that one. The, um, yeah, the, the homage to, uh, to Star Wars um, and um, a bit of fun with a really cool black cat. So uh, if you're keen to update your wardrobe with something cool and hip and, uh, and, uh, and pretty funky, definitely go there, definitely order one in. Um, so in addition to that, uh, I just wanted to mention that the magazine, the September magazine is out now. Brilliant, amazing color, uh, brilliant, amazing cover. Um, once again, I'm blown away by these cover artists, uh, incredibly fascinating. Um, and also, um, I'm, uh, going out on a limb here, but I reckon Kathy Sherban will be a uh, member of the, uh, the month again, the number of votes that she's getting on her poetry is incredible. Just blows me away. So, um, my uh, my previous podcast mentioning um mentioning marketing and uh and self marketing and uh promoting your pieces your work uh i don't think that kathy is really having too much trouble with that i think you're going amazingly well kathy congratulations uh and uh your piece uh your poem captivity um continuing in that theme of domestic violence the um the experiences of the victims um um i think it's a wonderful thing that uh so many people are reading your poems um are responding to your poems giving you so much support the uh the theme itself as a uh, a white ribbon ambassador myself i think it's incredibly important that we get that message out there incredibly important that we um we have in the um, the forefront of our minds in every community across the world. Domestic violence is real. Domestic violence is happening. Uh, might be happening in your house next door. Might be happening on your block. Um, it might be uh, something that you overhear um, at a sports match or um, yeah, the um, well done, Kathy in. Uh, in getting that uh, that message across um, so well with your poetry, um, I think you're uh, you're absolutely amazing, and I look forward to um, to seeing you succeed with uh, with more pieces. Because uh, unfortunately, um, for um, for victims of domestic mm-hmm. violence, there's plenty of material to um, for the survivors, there's uh, there's plenty of material to write about, plenty of emotion, plenty of passion, 
um, plenty of horror to uh, to reflect on and to uh, to share. So again, thank you, uh, thank you so much, Kathy. Reflecting back on my uh, my previous podcast, uh, episode one hundred and eighty seven. Uh, talking about the village, um, I just wanted to thank very much all my um, my writer friends, uh, everybody who uh, who has sent me something, sent me ideas, sent me support. Um, I have on another platform uh, actually shared uh, a similar uh, article on the difficulties that I've had with self promotion, with marketing myself, my books, my stories. Um, and the responses on uh, on all levels, all the different platforms, uh, from uh, from people in the know, uh, writers like myself, writers like ourselves. Um, I just need to uh, to find the time to actually put it all into practice, uh, and I would love to have the opportunity um, somehow, somewhere, um, whether it's appropriate for another podcast, perhaps, to sort of share with you um my experiences in following that advice um seeing how well um that i've been able to then uh improve my own personal marketing uh seeing if i can get more sales for uh for my novel seeing if i can encourage more purchasing of the anthologies that i'm a part of um getting more votes for uh for stories that I've got on websites such as uh the World of Myth magazine um yeah hopefully it's a um a real turning point for myself and hopefully it's an opportunity that um that I can share what's been shared with me uh and yeah try and help um other writers that find themselves in a, in a similar scenario sort of hearing yes produce a um an author page or yes you should be you should be doing this but it's that how how to take that first step um so i just want to be uh i want to show my uh my gratitude to those that have responded whether it's through uh through email through comments um whether it's um things that they've shared to my um my personal um facebook page uh a personal message or um or that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm very, very thankful for uh, for the uh, abundance of uh, of information and ideas that have uh, have been sent my way since I've been sort of sharing those uncertainties. Um, yeah. So finally, let's get on to uh, the whole concept, the theme that's meant to be uh, this podcast being uh, endings and beginnings and the powerful uh, moment of ending that um, we were all thinking was coming but uh, didn't know when it would happen and then all of a sudden it's happened in the the passing of Queen Elizabeth II uh, and the um, the uh, moment where uh, Charles III has taken the throne for the British monarchy and the power of that sudden ending, that lead up, um, 
that climax of uh, all of a sudden it's over. Um, so many years, like so, so many of us have probably only ever experienced one monarch for um, the Commonwealth. And uh, to all already, uh, to all of a sudden, have Charles. Um, and to see how he's handled things, to see how the royal family has handled things. Um, it's uh, fascinating to watch from afar, but also to hear from writer friends, um, Facebook friends, um, to, uh, to get the, uh, a bit of the American point of view as well. The fact that so many of us, if we're not part of the Commonwealth and we're not from England um, or Ireland or Scotland or Wales or uh, like any of those kind of places that are the, um, the United Kingdom, um, yeah, to get that ripple effect, the fact that uh, in our ancestry, there's probably somewhere there's, uh, there's British heritage, um, that connection that uh, that a lot of us feel not all of us of course um and for some of us it may even be a ho-hum who uh who really cares it doesn't affect me whatsoever but for a large percentage of the world this moment this ending um has been like the cliffhanger of a um of a story the that pow that powerful moment of bam and suddenly you you stop dead and you go how is this going to change things um what's going to happen next um it's uh yeah it's a um a uh, a very very interesting point in time i mean as uh, as of the moment that i'm recording this sitting at the kitchen table here in a little town called Murray Bridge in South Australia, so many thousands of miles away from um, from the United Kingdom, um, I'm feeling myself affected. We uh, we here in Australia are going to have um, things happening. Our money's going to change. Um, our uh, anthem's going to change. Um, or maybe not, but I know the um, the British anthem is um, like the anthem for the United Kingdom is going to change. Of course, uh, going to revert back to "God Save the King" instead of "God Save the Queen." Um, yeah. So, but um, there's so many things that uh, that now have to happen. Um, our um, anything that's uh, that's classed as royal, where. Um, we're going to have to reapply to be able to use ask king charles the 3rd whether it's still okay for uh, for us to continue to um to use that terminology to um to refer to things in that way um yes it's uh it's going to be a uh, a very uh interesting year ahead i think first 12 months first 2 years to um to see where um, where everything settles and I'm sure I'm sure those types of things are gonna be uh be menial decisions. Um but for now the world is focused on um 
on the funeral arrangements, um, on what's uh, what's happening um, in that little part of the world, uh, the British Isles. Um, yeah, it's just uh, it's a fascinating time. Such a such a uh, expected ending, but then in a way not. I mean, for um, for me personally, uh, and I'm sure that uh, that some people were in the same boat. That um, that ridiculous concept of the fact that the Queen was going to live forever, uh, and she seemed to be uh, continuing on. Um, putting one foot in front of the other uh, and um, staying incredibly strong after the passing of her husband, Prince Philip. Um, and then all of a sudden, no, not. And then that beginning of Charles, um, the way that he has started his, uh, his chapter, his reign. Uh, and uh, with that interesting decision to uh to mention in his uh his first speech that he vows to uh to serve with love amongst other things um very uh very interesting word in particular for him to use so i guess that brings me to uh to looking at how this relates to writing how this relates um yeah, it's uh, it's uh, the way that I wanted to uh, to do this podcast was to uh, this particular episode was to uh, to focus on that um, that opening sentence, that opening paragraph, that first chapter. Um, how important it is, and then for you to have that uh, that powerful or meaningful ending as well. Um, yeah, it literally uh they are uh, incredibly important. The um the beginning and the ending, I suppose, influence the middle. Um they uh they are um very much they're influenced by the middle, of course. The um the story develops, the story goes on. Um and if you are able to capture the audience, the interests of the reader in that opening sentence, in that opening, uh, opening chapter, um, to make them want more, then that middle needs to be solid. That middle needs to be, um, just as captivating, just as interesting to draw the reader along so that, uh, they do get to that, uh, that moment at the end where, uh, they close the book or they finish the story. They get to the end of the page uh, whether it's online or whether it's a um, a beautiful book that they've got in their hands, it's um, yeah that middle has to be able to take the reader along for the journey, but they won't start the journey unless that beginning is um, is a solid one, just like uh, with um, King Charles the Third. We um we need to be seeing his humility, seeing his humanity, um, to be able to be willing to uh, to go along with the journey, to uh, to take him seriously as a king, um, to uh, be able to uh, to look towards him, look up to him, 
Um, I know um, there are many, many who have gone, we should have been a republic. Australia should have been a republic a long, long time ago. And the, um, the same conversation comes up now that uh, Elizabeth II has, uh, has passed away. It's, uh, she was such a strong monarch, um, such an a interesting character, um, what we actually got to see of her, see portrayed. Um, and I'm sure those that, uh, that did actually get to meet her and did know her personally um, could, uh, could say, um, could vouch for her humility, her humour, um, her loyalty to the role, to the, um, the people of the, of the world, uh, especially of the, um, of the Commonwealth, but just the, the people in general. Um, but the type of person that she was, and now it is up to Charles with his beginning, with his first chapter in his, uh, in his new role to step up and um, to actually be able to um, show the world what type of a person he is, what type of a king he will be. Um, and our, um, our role as, uh, as writers um, to be able to show our readers what type of a storyteller we are, what type of um, an experience that they can expect in that, um, that first part of our stories that we write. Um, I can say, I can vouch for, uh, for one thing with uh, Kathy's poetry. You always get that moment straight away where you start to read one of her poems that you know that there's going to be a message in there that you uh you need to get to the end of whether it's the um the power of women the um resilience of women or uh, or whether it's the um the chaos of the life of uh, a dv victim or um their ability to survive, uh, to dig deep and find that strength, um, the importance of being there to support uh, those that we know are in need. Um, yeah, it's uh, such a talented poet, Kathy. Just um, you, uh, you are showing us um, with your successes each and every month those votes that you're getting those amazing comments that uh that um you're getting uh about your poetry um and um those that are jumping online and checking out the other stories the artwork the um the poems as well it's uh it's wonderful to see so many submissions to uh the world of myth each and every month uh, and so great to see so many votes. Um, I mean, some uh, some pieces are only getting one or two. Some are getting 10, some are 20. Um, but great to see yeah, 50, uh, 50 plus votes um, to, uh, to some of the pieces that are submitted as well. So it's, uh, it's great to see that support coming through for, um, for the authors, the poets, the artists. And keep your submissions coming. Make sure that you submit. 
uh, make sure that uh, October has plenty of the um, the eerie, uh, wonderful Halloween theme. Uh, of course, not every story, not every poem, uh, not every piece of artwork has to be Halloween themed, but it'll be great to see so many um, sort of matching that theme. Uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing what sort of cover um, we're going to get for October, what spooky cover. I would say, um, is on its way. Uh, who's going to be the artist? Um, and uh, how are they going to interpret that theme? Uh, really, really looking forward to it. Um, I think it's going to be great. Absolutely great. So, um, from the chaotic and shambling beginnings of this podcast, uh, I now draw episode 189 to a close. Um, make sure that you're supportive of everything that Dark Myth does for without the support um, independent publishing uh, is a, uh, a bit of a tough gig um, put your money where your mouth is if you can yeah and uh, we need to do everything that we possibly can yep to um, to keep making sure that these opportunities are available for us all as writers, as poets, and as artists. Thank you all for listening.